Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from Jessica on our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. Join our community and you can ask us questions as well. You can also always send them to questions at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Jessica says, all I hear is me first, exclamation point. Two boys, 4.5 and 2, both constantly insisting on being first and having meltdowns when they aren't first. Doesn't matter what it is. First to be handed their applesauce pouch. First to be unbuckled from the car seats. First to get out the door, down the stairs, etc., etc. Oh, Jessica, I'm going to start as I often do by saying, ah, yes, I remember it well. I had uh, my two boys are 18 months apart and I spent a lot of time dealing with the me firsts and the boys used to run to the front door and start screaming, I won the first to the door contest. And then I would shriekingly try to explain to them that, in fact, there was no first to the door contest and it didn't go all that well. So I went to parenting.com looking up a little stuff about competitive children. And I found this, which I thought was interesting. The competitive spirit among five and six-year-olds, so let's count your four-and-a-half-year-old guy in that category, is directly related to their increasing sense of competence, which they gauge by comparing themselves to their peers. Then, younger siblings who feel they can never keep up may take their frustration out on their peers. And this is, if it helps, the dynamic that is going on. Your bigger guy is feeling in his relationship to the world that suddenly he can do a lot of stuff and he's excited to show that off by being first. The two-year-old is feeling like I'm never first. Uh, The four and a half year old is always better than me. There's also just a general competition between siblings at this age. And there is when you go from one to two children, this feeling of like, who does mom love more, me or my brother? And that can manifest in who gets their applesauce open first and everything kind of becomes a competition of who does mom like best. It's pretty frustrating. And the number one thing is this will pass to some degree. But I think for right now, the biggest advice I can give you is don't engage with this conversation in the moment other than to say, if everyone's screaming me first, I'm going to take a break and we're all going to sit here for an extra minute and no one's getting unbuckled because you do kind of want to train them out of this thing. If you guys want applesauce, you have to stop screaming me first. 
I will open both and hand them to you at the same time. And so me first should not get rewards. So the person who screams me first loudest should never get unbuckled first. The person who screams me first first should never get their applesauce first. It's a good moment to take a pause and say, if we're doing this, guys, we're not going to keep going. So can you both be patient? I will open both applesauces and hand them to you. This time I will let older brother out first. Next time I will let you out first so that the me first behavior is not getting rewarded. It's also a good idea to talk about this when this is not happening. So to have conversations at the dinner table or when you're driving in the car and say, guys, the me first thing is starting to drive me crazy. Every time, every day we're having these me first screaming things. And I need you to help me find a way out of this. And so let's start a system where one gets to be first on something and the other one gets to be first on the next thing. So if you're first out of the car seat, you'll be first to get the applesauce because there are things you can't do at the same time. For obvious reasons, your two-year-old is not ready to really have an advanced conversation about that. But open it up to the fact that it is annoying and bothersome and that you are going to try to find a system that is fair because kids at this age also, it is this love test and they do have this innate and unstoppable feeling of, is this fair? And the moment it's not fair, it's a problem. And so I do try to help work out systems of rotation of, okay, if you get this, then you get that. And you don't want to get into keeping charts about this. And it will always be exactly right that you get it first this time and he gets it first next time because that's going to drive you bonkers. But I think if you can reflect back to them what you're hearing, you guys always want to be first. Everyone wants to be first. I have two kids. So let's make you first when I unbuckle you when we're going and you first when I unbuckle you when we're coming home and that's how we're going to do it and it will get better it is okay to also stop the behavior entirely by saying nothing's happening if everyone's screaming me first and I think with some consistency around that and giving them the feeling that you are aware that they think that they should be first and that they feel it is unfair and that you're trying to find ways to do that it will help to calm this whole dynamic down and you will have the opportunity to give voice to you get unbuckled on the way there you get unbuckled on the way home we're still as I said doing this every car ride if you ride there then of course it's too short I only had the short part of the ride that was the agreement and that's what we're sticking to and we're not getting pulled into this crazy making dynamic which is pretty much you know the cause of our life getting pulled into crazy making dynamics but a couple of strong parameters around this will help you out jessica i hope that helps if you have questions come to the community send them to questions at what fresh hell podcast and guys we will talk to you next week thanks for listening When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.